What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Casual Big Ten Podcast. Today is Wednesday, November 15th, 2023. My name is Kent Peterson. I'm the host of this show. And on today's show, we're going to kickstart week 12 of Big Ten football action, all the matchups, what I think is going to happen, what's happened so far this week. A lot of stuff actually taking place off the field. And we'll look ahead to uh, all the games. Just like I said, all the games that are coming up on Saturday. A couple trap games, maybe? Hmm? Maybe? I don't know. We'll find out. Um, before we do that, though, I always like to talk about what's coming up this week. I just released my first basketball episode. Had a blast. Had a blast. I thought that this week was going to be a little tough, like trying to do four podcasts in one week. And uh was kind of hard to get up for the basketball one when I was taking notes for it. But then I was like, once I got talking about it, I was so excited. So excited to talk about basketball. Going to do one of those every week, probably like Sunday night-ish. I haven't been really consistent with the exact days I'm posting stuff, but that's all right. That's all right. I'm still getting it out there. Still getting it out there. Um, Do like five topics on basketball. And then uh, again with the, fo- the football stuff uh, three times a week still. Once conference play starts for basketball, I'll probably go to two episodes a week and then dive a little bit deeper into that stuff. Don't know a lot about these teams. Right now I'm watching Stony Brook, Georgetown, and uh, just watched Ohio State finish off Merrimack. Don't know anything about those teams. So it's hard to talk about every single game. So I do the big topics once a week for basketball. On Friday this week, we got bet big with Brad and Wilson. Uh, coming up on Friday, we'll talk about all the lines for these exact games that I'm talking about right now, and uh, we'll make picks. Brad's still red hot. I think he won this week again. In fact, I haven't even done the, uh, been a busy week, haven't done the uh, updated standings yet, if you will, for week 11. Have not done that yet. So uh, Brad and uh, Wilson, if you are listening, I'm going to get on that probably tomorrow, right before we record the next one. Um, anything else coming up? Anything else coming up crazy that I need to talk about? If you're watching on YouTube, please hit subscribe. I'd appreciate it. Really appreciate it if you guys would give me a rating on whatever podcast app you're listening to me on. If you are listening to me on a podcast listening device. All right, that's enough of the that's enough of the nonsense. I've had enough of it. Let's talk about these games. First up, we'll talk about the noon games. There's four of them this week. First one is Michigan at Maryland. It's on Fox. This is the first quote-unquote trap game that I was kind of talking about here. Last year, if you remember, Michigan played Illinois right before Ohio State. That game was way closer than people probably thought it would be. But a lot of that was due to Illinois' great defense last year. Don't see the same thing happening this time. Maryland's defense not been great lately. Uh, They hit a game winner last week at Nebraska. That was their first win in five weeks, which I never thought I would say that about a Maryland team that started out so red hot. The the off-the-field stuff for Michigan, apparently, again, this is apparently, I didn't dig deep into this because I don't care much about it. Michigan is having a hearing for Jim Harbaugh, some sort of restraining order. I don't really understand it. Maybe I should read more about it because... They're filing a restraining order against the Big Ten. It makes it seem like he still won't be able to coach, though. I don't understand this. Somebody that's smarter than me explained it to me like I'm a child, because I basically am. He gets a restraining order against Tony Petiti, and then he can coach again? Uh, Okay. 
cool. The football stuff, though, Michigan, if you haven't watched them yet this year, first of all, how'd you do that? How did you not see Michigan play yet this year? Secondly, they're very good at football on both sides, defensively and offensively. I don't see the trap game in this one this year. Maryland has not been that great. Like I said, the last five weeks, they barely beat Nebraska. That's a Nebraska team that lost to Michigan State, by the way. Barely beat Nebraska, and then they lost their other four games in front of that. So not really expecting a trap here for Michigan. I think that they cruise in this game, even though it's on the road. Big noon game? Is it a big game? I don't know. I guess there wasn't much to choose from this week when you start looking at some of these matchups. I'm not going to lie. These matchups are not as exciting as they were last week. Everybody kind of, this is like the precursor week to the big game in the East next week, I think. It's almost like an appetizer week for what's going to take place in that last week, next week. All right, next game that we have, also on at noon. This one's on BTN. It's Michigan State at Indiana. This is the battle, the battle for last place in the Big Ten East. Whoever loses this game, I think, do they lock it up? Do they lock up last place if they definitely lose this game? I'd have to, maybe I should make a flow chart for that like I did for the Big Ten West. Who can lose the Big Ten East? Who can lose the Big Ten East? How does that happen? Does Michigan State have to lose this and their next game? What if Indiana loses their next game and Michigan State wins this one? Then what happens? Here's what happened last week with these teams, though. Michigan State got embarrassed by Ohio State badly. This game was not even close. I already talked about it on Monday a bit. But uh, they looked really, really bad. They looked like they were playing different sports. I mean, it was not close at all. So they're coming off of a blowout loss. And then Indiana, the complete opposite. They lost, well, not the complete opposite. They also lost. But it was a close game. Overtime against Illinois. Who's going to get the win? Both. I mean, I say they're both coming off of losses. There's a lot of weeks this year that if these two teams matched up, they would be coming off of losses because they've lost a lot of games. I'm kind of interested in this one still, though, because I do think. You look at the records, you look at how the teams have played. Michigan State has played a little bit better defense. It's hard to say that after last week. Their defense has shown flashes. Uh, Indiana has shown flashes on both sides of the ball, played really well against good teams, but just couldn't get the job done or ran out of gas. So I think that this matchup from a football perspective, if you take out that there's nothing riding on this game whatsoever and no real reason to watch it, just from a strictly football game standpoint, it's going to be a good game, I think. And I think for if you if you just do that, it'll be fun to watch. So, uh, like I said, Michigan at Indiana. I'll make a pick for this game. I, I feel like that has to be like a pick em, right? I know the line's already out. I haven't looked at any lines yet. Maybe I should do that today. Let's go back to the Michigan game. I will say Michigan mm, minus 19.5 at Maryland. I will say uh, Michigan State. This is just a straight pick em. I think it's going to be Michigan State minus a half point. Just a straight pick em. Who's going to win this game? Who's going to win this game? I don't. No one's going to know. I don't think Vegas knows. I'm going to play line setter today. All right, our third game that we have, it's uh, Purdue at Northwestern. The hottest team in football. The Northwestern Wildcats, 5-5. Five and five. Who saw that coming? Nobody. Almost bowl eligible. They could be bowl eligible if they... They beat Purdue. If the, all they got to do at this point is just beat Purdue and they're bowl eligible. I'm not saying Purdue like 
Purdue's terrible. They have the worst record in the Big Ten West. Played pretty good. I say pretty good last week. If you're a Purdue fan, you're thinking you guys played really well. I got so many comments from Purdue fans about the power rankings. I think I'd, it seems like Monday was so long ago at this point. I may have talked about this already, but they beat Minnesota. They scored 49 points. So are they going to be able to carry over what they did offensively in that game to Northwestern, to the ruckus, ruckus Ryan Field at noon, at 11, actually. They're in the central time zone at 11 a.m. Are they going to be able to carry over that offense? Usually, usually teams play pretty bad for the first half when they're at Ryan Field, and then they start to figure things out. But Northwestern's been playing so well that I don't know if Purdue can give them or gift them, I should say, a first-half lead because Northwestern's defense has been pretty good, and offensively they've been taking care of the ball decently. So I think that if they have a lead at halftime, Northwestern is going to pull away. Some side notes on this game. David Braun just signed his contract today. They did remove the tag. We did it, folks. We did it. I feel like we were part of this movement. I really feel like we, we as a group, did this for David Braun. I think he owes us a little bit of a thank you. As a podcast, I've been calling for a David Braun lifetime contract since the Minnesota game. They finally removed the tag. They did the right thing. And uh, David Braun, head football coach for the Northwestern Wildcats. I love it. I absolutely love David Braun for the things that he went through. He deserved a contract. He deserved a contract just for stepping in this year, no matter what happened, really. But for him to step in at the last minute and get that, I was just noticing my on my camera, my head's always like off the camera a little bit. Not a lot of people watch on YouTube, doesn't matter that much. Uh, but for what he did just stepping in and also having a 500 record after 10 games at Northwestern, this is a team that won one game last year. One. One. He added four to that. at the And he was the coach at the last minute. They decided he was going to be the coach because they had to. Because they let Pat go. Purdue. I uh, already talked about this. I'm rereading my notes. But like I said, massive win against Minnesota last week. See if they can carry it over. We'll see if Northwestern rides the momentum. I mean, it seems weird to say, can they have momentum after their coach signed a contract? But if you were on Twitter last week, right after the game, all the players hashtagging remove the tag, they love David Braun there. They love David Brown. So they might be jacked that he just got paid and they might play well for him for that reason. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I think it's pretty obvious. I'm cheering for Northwestern in this game. I'm cheering for them. I want them to go to a bowl game. I tweeted out the Northwestern Bowl last week. Someone said maybe a little bit too early. I don't think so. I think that the Cats are going to win this game. And like I said, I will be going to that bowl game. Me and Tommy Hook already decided on it when he was on the show. Uh, this summer. And when I said that, I did not think it was going to happen. I, I made that handshake thinking there's no shot. And now it looks like uh, me and Tommy might be heading up to Detroit to the Quick Lane Bowl, which would be great. I'm very excited about it. All right, a couple more games to go. We have Rutgers at Penn State. Rutgers feels like, to me, a team that's sliding. You think about, because this is why, you think about how they started out so hot. So hot. They got to six wins really quick. They got bowl eligible really quickly. But here's some here's some little tidbits about Rutgers and why I think there may be, they may be, a little bit of smoke and mirrors for the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. A little bit of smoke and mirrors here. 
Since September, they have beat Michigan State and Indiana, the two worst teams probably in all the Big Ten, but definitely the two worst teams in the Big Ten East. That's since September, their last five games. Okay, If you go back even further, their non-conference was Wagner, 5-5 five and five Virginia Tech, not very good Virginia Tech team, and Temple. They won all three of those games. And then their sixth win and their best win, by the way, if you're a Rutgers fan, this was your best win, Northwestern, in David Braun's first game. I'm not making excuses. And David Braun, as a friend of the program, I know he wouldn't want me to do that. I'm not making excuses for Northwestern. But for him to be in his first game, really tough for Northwestern to pick up that win, I think. And that's Rutgers' best win. I don't think that they're that good anymore. I, I was fooled by them when they beat Virginia Tech, when they were picking up the wins against Wagner and Temple, and then they got that win against Michigan State. I was thinking, man, maybe these guys are pretty good, but they haven't beat anybody significant. Let's be honest. Let's be frank about it. Northwestern's the best team that they beat. That's the most significant team they beat, and it was in week zero or week one. I can't even remember that far back to the summertime now. Um, Penn State coming off the loss against Michigan last week. Really good game. It was uh, a battle. It was really a battle. Everyone's talked about how Michigan ran the ball. Some people say down their throats in the second half. I don't say that. I thought Penn State's defense played pretty well. And Penn State had a lot of chances to either tie that game or kick extra points or do other things to score points in that game, and they just weren't able to. But Michigan's defense is really good. Rutgers' defense is not. If Penn Penn Cake, (laughs) that was a Freudian slip. If Penn State can get up for this game, and the reason I say can they get up for it is because They were in the conversation with Ohio State and Michigan, and now they're not. Even as of last week, if they beat Michigan, they still had tiebreaker chances to win the Big Ten East and go to the championship. Now they don't. Now they're just playing for maybe a New Year's Six Bowl or just another really good bowl. And for those players, I don't know how how excited they're going to get to play Rutgers, especially after that emotional one last week against Michigan. We'll see what happens. Off the field stuff for Penn State. Mike Urish, am I saying that right, Penn State fans? Offensive coordinator, he was let go this week. Don't remember a year where so many offensive coordinators, or even coordinators in general, I mean, maybe this happens and I just haven't been keeping tabs on it as closely, but don't remember a year where all these coordinators were getting let go like midseason. I know that Brian Ferentz hasn't been let go yet, but they announced it midseason. I think that's odd. Uh, But Mike is gone, and um, I think that Penn State needs this bounce-back win just for morale purposes, for all those reasons that I just said. All right, three more games to go. We got Illinois at Iowa. I've been forgetting. I forget to set the lines. I forgot to set the lines. All right, where did I leave off at? Michigan State I set a line for. All right, Purdue at Northwestern. I'm going to say Northwestern minus two and a half in this game. Is that a good guess? Is that a good guess? I feel like Purdue gets favored in Las Vegas, though. Maybe it'll be a little bit lower, but I'm going to say Northwestern minus two and a half. That's where I would set the line. And then Rutgers and Penn State. Oh, boy. Um, I would say for this one, I'd give it to Penn State, obviously. Minus, we'll call it, we'll call it 13 and a half. We'll call it 13 and a half. And I think that they would cover that. I think they'd cover that pretty easy as well. But I think that's where the line should be. 
Let's start with the line on this next one. Illinois at Iowa. It might be more fun to set the over-under. Is it going to be over 30? Probably not. I'll I'll say this one's probably Iowa minus three and a half. I think that this could be a close game. Just because I think it's going to be low scoring. It's on at 3.30 on FS1. I've also been forgetting to say that. I'm so excited to talk about football that I'm forgetting to tell you what channel it is on. You guys can find it, though. I'm confident. If you're watching this or listening to it, you have access to the internet. Look it up. Look it up. Why am I getting so mad about it? I don't know. Probably mad at myself because I forgot to say it. Anyways, <laughs> off the field stuff for this one. Let's start with that as well after I just set the line. Cooper DeGene. Man, I hate to hear this. Lower leg injury. I think it happened at practice. And he's out for the season. Cooper DeGene, Heisman, defensive Heisman candidate. Out for the season now. That's a bummer, man. I wanted to see him in the Big Ten Championship game because you know it was going to be one of those games where he was going to make something special happen. Even if it was a blowout loss, Cooper was going to do something special. And I'm not saying that Iowa is going to get blown out in the Big Ten Championship. They might could. But I don't think a lot of people are predicting them to win. And uh, the reason why I'm talking about the Big Ten Championship so much is because I think that Iowa is definitely going at this point. I know that mathematically there are five other teams that are technically not eliminated. Well, I think there's three other teams that are not eliminated yet. Maybe only two? I should have looked that up. There's a few other teams that aren't eliminated. I think Iowa's going to win this game, so I don't think it'll matter. We could stop talking about the Big Ten West chaos because it'll be over. I actually predicted that this summer. Not that I'm saying I'm predicting everything correctly, but I did say that the Big Ten West would be over before the Big Ten East, and if that happens uh, to go my way this weekend when Iowa wins, I will be correct about that one. Illinois, inexplicably, did I say that right or did I mess it up? Inexplicably, inexplicitly, inexplicably, whatever it is, <laughs> I'm reading it right now. How do you pronounce that inexplicably? Inexplicitly. I, I'm gonna work on that this week. I'm gonna have that. I'm gonna have that ready for uh, bet big on Friday. Going back to Luke Altmaier at quarterback. Why? Why? Paddock last week five oh seven four touchdowns one interception, and then they say uh, Bielema says you know what? It was Luke Altmaier's job when he got hurt. So now that he's coming back, it is still his job interesting i don't subscribe to this if i have a kid that just threw for 500 i'm not saying brett's doing the wrong thing he's a good coach and he knows his program way better than i do but from an outsider's perspective if i have a kid that just threw 500 yards four touchdowns led my offense to scoring the most points that it scored all year by a significant margin what was it, by the way? I looked this up earlier. How much, how significant was it? They scored 48 last week. I do know that. Let's double check that before I start talking. 48, let's see, 27, 25, 20, or I'm sorry, 27, 21, 27, 7, 19, 23, 13, 23, 30. So by 18 points, 30, I should have just started with the first one. I should have known that was the most, the most points they've scored. By 18 points, 
Haddock led them to the most points they've scored all year by almost three touchdowns. And he's going to be on the bench this Saturday at Iowa. Interesting. Interesting. I think that if I'm Brett Bielema, Luke Altmyer's leash is beyond short. If he turns it over one time, I'm taking him out. One time. One pick, you're done, son. That's what I would say. Um, I think, Like I said, I think Iowa's going to win this game. I think the Big Ten West talk is finally going to be over. All right, we got Minnesota and Ohio State. Talk about games that don't really need to be watched. Ohio State at home against Minnesota. I hate to say it, Gophers fans. 4 p.m., Big Ten Network. I wrote down trap game number two, question mark. Don't see it happening. Once again, just like the Michigan game, I don't see this happening. I think that Ohio State is so much better than Minnesota. If I was setting the line for this game, which I said I was going to do this whole episode, it's got to be 24 plus. So I'm going to say 24 and a half in favor of the Buckeyes, especially being at home, especially seeing what they just did to, it might be more. What they What were they favored by? Against Michigan State, they cover. It was 31 last week, right? Minnesota's a little bit better than Michigan State. I'll give them a touchdown. So 24 and a half, I'm going to say. I just don't see the trap here. I just don't see the trap here. Minnesota, I actually wrote my my notes down wrong. I wrote Purdue right here. What am I doing tonight? What am I doing tonight? <laughs> Minnesota. Um, what could I say about them that's positive? Uh, Kalika Manis has... Looked okay. He's just been average all year, hasn't he? Has he just been average all year? How can they win this game? Let's go down that path. How can Minnesota win this game? All right. Marvin Harrison gets hurt in the first quarter. Hope he doesn't. Another Heisman candidate. Don't want another one getting hurt. Kyle McCord throws three interceptions. Uh, and the Minnesota defense creates an additional two turnovers. I think Ohio State has turned the ball over five times for Minnesota to win this game. I think that's how lopsided this game will be. I'm looking at the other receivers for Ohio State. That's what I have on my mind when I'm going into this game. Cade Stover, Emeka Abuka. Why am I doing that? Because Minnesota has a kid named Tyler Newbin. He plays safety. He's got the most interceptions. I think he's tied right now, or maybe he beat the record last week. I'm not positive. Uh, but he does have at least tied for the most interceptions in Minnesota history. And I think that he's going to be shading, if I was the defensive coordinator, I think he's going to be shading Mr. Marvin the entire game. So if he's not double teamed, he'll at least have a really good defensive back on his side of the field. So opens up Abuka, opens up Cade Stover, opens up Xavier Johnson, opens up uh, Travion Henderson out of the backfield. I'm looking at the other guys besides Marvin. I still think that Marvin could have a great game. He's that good. Even if he's being double teamed or being guarded by one of the best safeties in the entire conference, I think he could still have a good game. But I think that Ohio State's other receivers will be even more open, and that's who McCord's going to be looking for. That's what I'm looking for in this game. That's the key matchup, I guess. A key matchup for a game that I think is going to be a blowout. All right, last game, nightcap. The Nightcaps have been pretty bad lately, have they not? I was going to go back and look them all up, but it seems like the night games have not been great to watch, and this is another one. I feel like I'm I'm being a downer this week a little bit. I'm excited about these football games. Don't get it twisted. 
I am excited. I'm excited to watch these football games this weekend. It's just they're not as good as last week, and they're not going to be as good as next week. With the Michigan and Ohio State thing just sitting right there, but a week away, you know? I think that's what everyone's kind of getting ramped up for here. Um, Wisconsin has lost three straight games. Nebraska has lost two straight games. One of those games that Nebraska lost, I mentioned earlier, was Michigan State. Yikes. Yikes. I have no idea who's going to win this game. I don't even know where to set the line because I'm not sure who's playing for Wisconsin. And I don't know where, I don't know what Nebraska is going to do in this game. I guess just because they're at home, I will say, man, this one's tough. I'll say Wisconsin minus one and a half in this game because I really don't know what's going to happen in this game at all. I would hate to be the, uh, what do they call it? The, the, not the bookie. Who's the person that sets the line? Do they have a name? The odds maker. That's what it is. My brain is working tonight. I'd hate to be the odds maker for this game, even though I just said I was going to play the odds maker. One and a half. I'm going to call it. I'll be more confident about it. And um, what else do I have written down for this? After Iowa wins, I don't think there's going to be a reason to watch this. I do think Iowa's going to win. And that game's going to be getting over right before this one starts. And then it's going to make it really hard to watch this one. It's kind of like the Michigan State-Nebraska game. Or I'm sorry. Michigan State and who did I say they were playing this week? Indiana. There's no implications in this game. There's no, uh, there's nothing to get really excited about. And especially if Iowa wins, there's really not going to be anything to get excited about for this game. I'm still going to watch it. Still going to watch it. No offense. No offense, Badgers fans. I, 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 are you guys excited? If Iowa wins, are the Badgers fans excited for this game? Be honest with yourself. Be serious for a second. All right. That's the pod. Uh, appreciate everybody listening. Like I said, on YouTube, if you would hit subscribe, I will love you forever for it. I'll never know it was you, but I'll love you forever for it. If you're listening on a podcast device on your mobile telephone, give it a rating. Give it four stars even. Why not? I'm not going to beg for five. We'll be back on Friday with Bet Big. We'll be back next week with some more basketball talk. Sitting here watching three basketball games right now. I'm getting really excited about the Big Ten season starting for basketball. That's going to be really, really exciting. Some great games already took place this week. We'll talk about all that next week. We'll see you guys on Friday. We'll see you all next week. We will see you guys in the future.